the Nikuda Beheichola series for the Sicha of volume 17, Acharei B, titled My Beautiful Mistakes. This week's Torah portion takes us through the entire Yom Kippur, as it was in the Holy Temple. Concerning Teshuvah, the theme of Yom Kippur, our sages teach us, A, I quote, Great is repentance as one's intentional sins are counted for him as merits, as it is stated, and when the wicked turns from his wickedness and does that which is lawful and right, he shall live thereby. Live thereby, meaning that the very wickedness has now become merits by which he shall live. This is from the Talmud, Tractic Yuma, page 86b. Another teaching, B, in the place where penitents stand, even the full-fledged righteous do not stand. As it is stated in Isaiah, peace, peace upon him who is far and him who is near. Peace and greeting is extended first to him who is far, the penitent, the Balteshuva, and only thereafter is peace extended to him who is near, the full-fledged righteous. Now, Rabbi Shmuel Eliezer Adelis, known as the Maharsha, he asks on the first teaching, is this not a case of the sinner prophets, Chaitaniske, of which our sages do not allow? Now, the Maharsha explains that since the returnee, as part of his penitence, is going to make sure to do a lot more mitzvot, hence he will have extra merits. However, the Talmud states one's intentional sins are counted for him as merits, meaning that the sins themselves turn into merits. If so, it is truly a case of the sinner prophets. So too, concerning the second statement, true that the returnee has now the additional merits transformed from his previous sins. However, the righteous are equally filled with merits of their entire life's works. Hence, the answer to the second question is that we are not speaking of the returnee having more in quantity merits, but rather the reason why the righteous cannot reach the place of the returnee is because of the quality of the merits, now performed on a far greater level as they are imbued with a love of God that can only come from projecting oneself from the other side into teshuva. Now, concerning the status of the preparation of a mitzvah, heksha mitzvah, which makes the mitzvah itself possible, we find three different levels. A, there's an opinion that one may even transgress Shabbat for the preparation of a knife for the mitzvah of a circumcision performed on Shabbat. So there is the preparation of the mitzvah, preparing the knife, not the mitzvah itself, and you can do that on Shabbat because it's part of the mitzvah of the circumcision. B. One makes a blessing upon the building of the sukkah, which is a preparation for the mitzvah of sitting in a sukkah. That's the Jerusalem Talmud's opinion. And C. Bringing the blood of a, fac- a sacrifice to the altar for the mitzvah of sprinkling it upon the altar must be by a kohen. Why by a kohen if it's not part of the mitzvah? But it's not part of the mitzvah, but as a preparation of the mitzvah, it becomes part of the mitzvah, hence only done by a Kohen. However, 
a sin is contrary to a mitzvah. Hence, it's not the preparation of a mitzvah. How can it be transformed into a mitzvah? So let us first understand that there are different levels of teshuva. Level one, teshuva is simply letting go of sin, meaning not to commit the sin anymore. This demands no specific intentions or emotions just to stop sinning. Then there is the correction, tikkun, of what the sin caused within the world and upon its sinner. So here we have level two, the teshuva driven by fear. It's an emotion, but it's fear of punishment, which isn't about God, but about the person. Of this, upon the verse in Hosea, I will remedy their, black, their backsliding, Rashi comments, quote, Henceforth, he is considered as having a healed deformity, which while he is healed, nevertheless, that some of its name of the deformity is still on him. Then we have level three. Then there is the teshuva driven by a love for God, of which Rashi comments, he who returns from love, his sin is uprooted from its very beginning. However, within the teshuva of love itself, there is a higher level, level four. Level three did not transform it, it just uprooted it. Level four, which is the higher level of love, of which our sages stated intentional sins are counted for him as merits. Now this is explained by the Alter Rebbe in Tanya chapter seven, and I quote, the sinner repents to such an extent that his premeditated sins become transmuted into veritable merits, which is achieved through repentance out of love, coming from the depths of the heart with great love and fervor, and from a soul passionately desiring to cleave to the blessed God, and thirsting for God like a parched desert soil. For inasmuch as his soul has been in a barren wilderness and in the shadow of death, which is the other side, and infinitely removed from the light of the divine countenance, his soul now thirsts for God even more than the souls of the righteous. Then he goes on to say, the penitent's premeditated sin becomes, in his case, like virtues, since thereby, through his repentance of his past sins, he has attained to this great love. Now, a mitzvah has a central intention, which is alike within all mitzvot, which is to fulfill the will of God. Doesn't make a difference what the will is, that is the intention to fulfill the will of God, whether it be a sukkah or any tefillin, Shabbos candles. Then there are the different particulars within each mitzvah. For example, the cases we gave to eat in a sukkah, to perform a circumcision, to sprinkle blood upon the altar, etc. Now, all the preparations of a mitzvah is only concerning the particulars of a mitzvah. However, teshuva, which is all about never transgressing God's will again and to always fulfill God's will, is part and parcel of the central core of the mitzvah. Hence, when he performs teshuva out of a higher love, quote, since thereby his repentance of his past sin, he has attained to this greater love, the central core of the mitzvah, therefore the sins themselves are transformed into merits.